you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from the com. The com. Hey, welcome to the big show. The big giant show in the sky that runs on those inner tubes, the inner waves, the microwaves, or the major waves, micro major, of the inner waves. We come to you. <laughs> it's we, just already gone wrong. <laughs> we, we, we do a ramble every time. You never know when it's going to come. I never know where it's going to come from. It just flows right out. But uh, I feel like after I said that, if we come from the inner ways, I should mention that we come in peace. Right. Some some kind of alien thing. I feel like I was doing like some Twilight Zone. They come from the interwaves of space. Your intro is pretty much Twilight Zone-ish. Pretty much. Every time. You should see what's going through my brain when we do the ramble every time. Like People actually think we pre-write this crap. Um, So anyway... Welcome to the show, my friends, neighbors, and relatives. As you can hear, we have an amazing, very funny, interesting, exciting person on the show. You're definitely going to want to check her out and uh, her knowledge. We're going to break open her brain. We're going to actually take her brain. We're going to cut it up. We're going to slice it and expand it. We're just going to pull it apart. And we're going to look, peer deeply inside and find out the amazing business knowledge that she has inside. I don't that's know why a little we're scary. Using yeah, that's a little scary. scary. But we're, yeah. we're not going to physically do it. We're just going to oh, okay. let her impart that to us from the will of her mind through her uh through her mouth or whatever i don't know her communication whatever guys you get the deal (laughs) you're a pro at this you've done this this, before this show is infotainment man it's infotainment (laughs) that's why people tune in uh anyway guys refer the show to your family friends and relatives as you're sitting around those holiday dinners sit around and uh, you know if people want to argue about stuff and you know the holidays everyone wants to argue you know you go to uncle you you go to a grandma's house and you know everyone's arguing about uh, whatever the news is or politics or you know what who has the best mobile phone that they make we all know it's android of course um but when that happens say you know what hey i found a way we can all get along we should just all subscribe to the chris foss show podcast and there is the love my friends there's the love linkedin uh check the linkedin newsletter the big linkedin group 130,000 people over there everything we're doing on linkedin tiktok uh, YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Foss, and Goodreads.com, uh, dot Chris Foss. And now for the main hors d'oeuvre of the holiday feast, now that we've been brought up <laughs> feasting, everyone's hungry now. Uh, Lisa Edmondson is on the show with us today. You can hear her giggling. I'm so confused, part. too. I don't I know. know. Oh, Where am I? <laughs> Where am I? Uh, she is the founder and owner of her consulting site, uh, Leadership reno where she renovates uh, people and helps them uh, get to know things better we'll find out more what uh, that's about i don't want to put words in her mouth but i'm pretty sure that's something of what she does uh she successfully led a high performing team for almost 11 years she suddenly found herself in a scenario where she experienced intimidation harassment and sabotage that ultimately cost her a job where she was revered by her employees it was this experience that motivated her to start her own company and collaborate with other industry experts to join the battle against workplace bullying. 
while also sharing her passion and expertise as a people leader. Lisa believes that great people leaders are the solution to companies struggling with bullying and disengaging workforce, and that focusing on the weight uh, or on these characteristics when hiring, selecting, and evaluating people leaders is the answer. You can find her original content as other well as other helpful resources on her website. She spent her entire career of the corporate learning and development space for which she's recognized by Marquise, who's who in America in its 2023 edition. Welcome to the show, Lisa. How are you? I'm I, I'm okay now, I think. You're okay. <laughs> Welcome to the roller coaster. Ride. Right. <laughs> like, there you go. We've been through surgery and brain. I'm just, yeah. Yeah, we're just, and, and now the, it. I'm, now it's time to heal. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm in the not who's who of America 2023 edition. Give us your .com, Lisa, so people can find you on the interwebs. Sure. It's, it's le- <laughs> interwebs, <laughs> leadershipreno.com. Yeah, those interwebs in the sky, you know, the inner tubes, the, yeah. the pneumatic tubes that the internet runs on. That's how we right. deliver the show. Yeah. Like so at the bank. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Or okay. Home Depot or okay. wherever. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, it okay. works at the bank. You trust your money at the bank, right? So there you that's, go. You put it through the inner tube and it's gone. It's magically. That's, yeah. That's pretty much how the bank works. It takes your I money so. and then says, uh, thanks. See you. Bye. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think crypto works that way lately. <laughs> It, it's it's vaporware, isn't it? Yeah. Right? Those of you watching uh, watching this years from now, we're in the midst of the FTX uh, debacle and bankruptcy. So uh, we need to use some more because that's what we're here for is to get to know you better and your knowledge and insight that you have from your experience. Um, tell us a little bit about your upbringing. What got you into going into business and running high-performance teams? Wow. Um, so... So I'll start at my career portion of the upbringing. So how about that? We'll start there. Um, I won't go all the way back. Um, but yeah, so basically after I graduated college, I you know kind of fell into the learning and development uh, arena and have been there my entire career. Um, and so the last several years, the last decade or so, um, leading a team of, of employees. And so that's kind of where I found my passion. Um, and then just, you know, like I said, being in the learning and development industry, everything's about learning. So, you know, bringing that um, forward with me in my career. So you, you go through this experience where you end up getting bullied at your office is my uh, understanding. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us about what, what this, you know, this this experience that makes the difference that you're just like, hey, man, something's not right here. Yeah. So it's it's ironic because I hadn't been bullied at work before. Um, so it was new to me and I didn't even know I was being bullied, quite frankly. I didn't understand that that was what was happening um, because it's so covert nowadays. I mean, they're mm-hmm. really good at it. Um, and so it was just kind of a, you know, sabotaging type things where I was being set up to fail. Um, and so, you know, it, it really came when I got a new boss. And so that's when it started. Oh. And so, yeah, so that um, kind of triggered the whole um, path that I'm on right now, as far as trying to help others avoid going through that. So, yeah. And that's a real poor leadership style to bully. Probably not the, yeah, not ideal. Um, I wouldn't recommend it, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, definitely. And it's so rampant. I, I mean, that was what's so shocking to me is when I, you know, got out on my own and started researching it. It's 
everywhere. It's, it's, it's like a pandemic, you know? Um, and so I think with the whole COVID great resignation type thing, people are kind of using that as an excuse to, to not have to deal with that anymore. Cause like everything's virtual now, so mm-hmm. they can just, they don't have to stick with their toxic boss anymore. They can just leave and, you know, be working in California from Atlanta. You really nailed it on the head there. Mm-hmm. People aren't taking it and putting it up with it anymore. No. They're, they're kind of taking their, uh, they're, they're kind of taking their values back and their freedom back. And they're, they're saying, Hey, I'm a valued asset and, uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to put up with your crap anymore. Do, do you feel it? <clears throat> Cause you've, you've since built a company around this mm-hmm. and everything else. Uh, do you feel like people are doing that because they're uneducated on how to really be good leaders or healthy leaders? Is it, is it, is a company's putting poor people into management that shouldn't be managers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all of that. Um, and that's, that's one of the um, pillars of my, my company is, you know, besides the anti-bullying, um, you know, platform, it's, it's proper leadership. And and I think part of what um, I realized through all of this is that, you know, we kind of got it wrong in the corporate world. Um, We're kind of promoting the wrong people. We're putting, you know, just whoever has like the best um, game face on, we're putting them in as people leaders and they're just not qualified to be doing that job. It really takes a different type of personality besides the, the loudest person in the room or the person with the highest sales. It's, it's a whole different personality type. And and that's kind of, you know, one of my other platforms is, trying to help educate people on what they should be looking for for uh, with leaders in the workplace. So let's talk about this some more. Let's expand on it some more. Uh, intimidation, harassment, sabotage, uh, bullying. What, what does this look like in the, what are some examples of what this looks like in the workplace? Yeah. Well, nowadays it's, um, you know, like I said, it's, it's covert. So they try not to put anything in writing. So mm. um, they're clever that way. Um, but it's, uh, for me personally, it was it was basically um, nothing I did was right. You know, for example, I had I had built this department basically from the ground up. I was employee number one, and um, you know, very profitable department. And then you know, suddenly I get this new leader in, and and suddenly I'm an idiot. So um, apparently, I didn't know what I was doing for the past uh, eleven years. And, wow. Yeah. So it was all wrong. Everything was wrong, you know, and I, every week was different direction. You know, I, I mean, it was impossible keeping up with the latest instructions. You know, it was literally just trying to set me up to fail. Um, oh. and since I've, and I've learned since then that that's called constructive dismissal. So that's a real thing. Oh. Yeah. They're clever. Constructive dismissal. I hear I got to mm-hmm. Google this. Um, so do you feel like that was partially, like it was it sociopathic or narcissistic or just constructive? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I think there's some narcissism involved in this because that seems to be the um, the kind of um, predominant um, personality type that takes on this type of bullying. Um, so not that I can diagnose someone with that, but in my head that I felt like this person was a narcissist for sure. If it wasn't all about you know, them, then, you know, I became a threat. So, uh, you know, I've seen some of that in the, in the corporate world where, uh, people, um, you know, it, it turns from a performance based organization or performance based team to 
serve the leader, worship the leader, you know, mm-hmm. it's almost kind of yeah. authoritarian sort of thing. And, and nothing gets done. It becomes like a high school popularity game of who can kiss the leader's butt and nothing's getting yes. done because the only thing the leader recognizes is themselves, is, is themselves and, and people <laughs> kissing their butt and, you know, coming yeah. up and worshiping them. Oh, great leader. You know, it's your, you, I mean, you hit the nail on the head because, it, and it's ironic because you see people getting promoted because mm-hmm. they are the better butt kissers. Um, yep. So yeah. So people like me that had their own brain, you know, their own thoughts. I mean, yeah, I'm just not cut out for that apparently. So when this happened to you at your office, were there people above this person who took you over uh, as a manager that, that, that maybe you tried to go to or reach out to, or they just figure, well, they're they're That's, you know, they're the manager we installed. So Deal with it. Yeah, deal with it. Well, and it's ironic because um, there was someone above my leader. Um, and um, unfortunately, my leader got to that person first. Mm. Um, so that became the truth. So my wow. story was, you know, a little too late. Um, so, yeah, apparently, you know, I was the story was that I was the problem. You know, I'm wow. I'm the disruptive person. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they got there first. <laughs> and it, it's interesting to me because you, you brought up a good point earlier. You've been there for 10 or 11 years mm-hmm. and suddenly you're the bad employee. You, you built yeah. the thing and everything else. Uh, you know, one of the things that I used to do with my companies, I used to go around and I knew who my most highly valuable employees were. And and they didn't look pretty. They were the people who worked the long hours. They weren't the people who were standing by the you know, the time clock at 5 p.m. in the sprint mm-hmm. stance, <laughs> right. punch the clock. Yeah. Um, the, and so I knew who they were. And so when, when people would come to me sometimes, and I don't like this person, I like that person. And I'd be like, you know, you know how much I value them, you know, and mm-hmm. I would give them time off. I, I had one, one of my best yes. employees was a gal who had a son who had, uh, oh, what's the thing where people talk to you and stuff um, and they're invisible. Basically, oh, beautiful mind. Sociopath? Yeah. Uh, it's a beautiful mind. Uh, oh. I forget the name of, of yeah. the condition. Some kind of path. Yeah, but she had a son who had that. And I would right. give her time off to go do stuff. But she was like yeah. the greatest employee. In fact, sometimes I wander over to my office and be like, honey, it's eight. It's, please Aww. go home to your family. Come on. Um, but she just was, uh, she was one of the best employees. But people need to recognize that. Like as a manager, I would be like, okay, yeah. why have we hired this new manager, you know, that's mm-hmm. just new? And then yeah. why do we have someone who's been here 10, 11 years and yeah. so there's a problem? To me, yeah. that would be the math. But Right. Well, I think um, it was kind of just a, like a whole comedy of errors because the person above my boss was also fairly new. <laughs> so, you know, there you go. Wow. It, it's, it's really interesting. So what you did is you turned lemons into lemonade. Is that correct? Uh, apparently so, yeah. Um, so, so I kind of took that lesson. And like I said, spent, you know, really first two months or so after I left there um, researching this whole bullying thing. Um, Cause like I said, it just caught me so off guard. I had no idea what was going on. And the more I learned, the more um, compelled I felt to try and help others avoid going through what I did. There you go. And so you started your company and the name of it is Leadership Reno. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. It is. Yes. There you go. And Reno. there you go. Not Reno. It's Reno as in renovations. Uh, correct. I learned yeah. that in the green room. So See? talk to me about your company. 
what you've mm-hmm. set up, what you do, how you interact with people. We'll get into some of the details here. Yeah. So Leadership Reno was, quite frankly, um, very well thought out. It um, occurred overnight, basically. <laughs> um, you know, I just kind of went in like a bull in a china shop and was like, oh, what am I going to do? I need to start a company because I need a website because I need to blog. Cause I so, yeah, there was no no forethought involved whatsoever. Um, I kind of just figured it out as I went. Um, but I just knew that I needed a platform to, you know, be able to share any type of content that I created or whatever. So, so yeah, that's how it came to be. And the reno came from renovation because I realized too, that, you know, um, leaders, the, the really good leaders, like, here's the thing. If you ask the employees, if their boss is a good boss, that they'll you'll get a different story from them than you will probably get from the boss's peers and the boss's boss. So that's how that's, that's the barometer that I use. And so my employees basically told me you're a great boss and they were, you know, just so, I mean, devastated when I, when I left. And so um, just kind of using all that information, I thought, well, you know, this, it seems like it should be obvious, but apparently it's not. So, um, so yeah, so I felt like I needed to kind of take on that as well and try and, you know, create some content to help, um, you know, kind of adv- advise others uh, as far as what they should be looking for in people leaders, because we're, we're just doing it wrong. Yeah. I, I mean, I've learned the hard way over many years of business um, at installing the wrong leader or manager. So can cost you a lot of money. Um, it does. And, yeah. And most likely some of the people that work for you and enjoy your leadership probably mm-hmm. left or, you know, quiet quit, which seems mm-hmm. to be a popular term nowadays yep. Yep. and uh, just started phoning it in because, mm-hmm. you know, they're probably exposed to this toxic leader or whoever this mm-hmm. use, toxic leaders usually picks up toxic lead, pick up other toxic leaders and they just, they just end up wrecking an organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you brought up a good point. You know, and, and leaders and CEOs and, and people that listen to the show from a business aspect on LinkedIn and stuff need to realize that, like you mentioned before, they're, they're really the only people who know how, how good a leader is for the most part of the people that work under them. They're employees, yeah. Those are the people you really need to ask. Because, really? you know, mm-hmm. we can all get the PR message from each other in PR mm-hmm. peer group, leadership peer groups mm-hmm. or, you know, like, I mean, like, like people, I've had a lot of friends, I'll use this example because Twitter is going through a lot of interesting things with Elon Musk mm-hmm. buying it out. For those of mm-hmm. you who might be watching this years from now, that's what's, we're in the midst <laughs> of that right now. And uh, it's been about, I don't know, three weeks and it's going badly. So uh, just so you, you'll, you probably know how it ends. Let me know. <laughs> Uh, from the fu- send someone from the future let me know how it ends I, I have people on youtube that like 11 years 12 years they'll still comment on videos and i'm like seriously that was like 12 years ago. <laughs> so <clears throat> the, the price still isn't 100 bucks chris it's now 10.99 on amazon you're stupid and i'm like dude that video is like five years old come on so um we're in the midst of that right now and i had a lot of friends that were real Elon Musk worshipers and always the greatest leader of all time, you know, and sadly we measure great leaders in this country lately uh, on uh, how much money they can steal. I mean, make. And uh, uh, so it's, it's interesting to me 
that how much it's really turned. Like it's, it's really kind of exposed him as a leader. In fact, a lot of his SpaceX employees have been talking about how he used to be a boss at SpaceX. And, and given, I'm just quoting them, so I'm not saying this. Don't sue me, Elon. Um, <laughs> but uh, he seems a little short-tempered. Um, <laughs> he'll buy you out. <laughs> he'll buy he'll buy out the Chris Voss show and rename right. it the Twitter show or something. I don't know. <laughs> the car crash show. Um but uh you know they're they're talking about how uh when he was at SpaceX they had to do a lot of what you were talking about with your with your prior manager where, you know, they're babysitting the ego uh, you know, driving the the popularity thing, the trying to you know, you spend more time trying to manage the manager than you do just trying to do stuff and do your work. Yeah. And, uh, and so a lot of that's coming out and you're, we're seeing the fallout from it. You know, I mean, they're actually trying to hire people now at Twitter, which is yeah. interesting because they just laid off like 5,000 people or 4,000 people. Some quit yeah. actually. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of people, especially in the tech business, are like, Hey man, we know our value, man. We're not going to be treated like this. We're going mm-hmm. someplace else. And that's yeah. what employees will do. And so, Kind of speaking to that, the perception of what you mentioned earlier, the, you know, how people peer review each other as leaders, we're kind of finding out that maybe that's not true. And, and you mm-hmm. know, when you're seeing employees quit, you mm-hmm. know, and going elsewhere and saying, no, we're out of here. I mean, I saw videos of whole tech engineers who'd worked for 10 years. I mean, you yeah. think of the knowledge base that's in there. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just thought, oh, my God, that's a lot of experience and knowledge that you paid right. for. Yeah. Corporation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's, uh, I mean, it's not just obviously there. I mean, it's, it's a phenomenon uh, globally and it's, you know, like I said, I think I mentioned earlier, it's, it's kind of now because of the COVID thing, since everything's remote work, people have more choices. So they're not dealing with it like we, like we used to have to. Um, But yeah. And, and ironically that boss that, you know, why I left is no longer there either. Um, so, <laughs> so they uh, lost know. a 10, 11 year that employee. Works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and whoever else was under you. And mm-hmm. how long did that boss last? I'm curious. At a total of a year. So yeah, six months wow. after I was gone. That is destructive. But, yeah. Yeah. I know. And it's sad because I, I mean, ironically, it's like that department was, you know, we were rocking it. I mean, we were a very profitable learning and development department and, you know, a lot of learning and development departments are cost centers, but we were a profit center. And, um, yeah, it's, I can't even imagine what their P and L looks like nowadays, but, but, um, yeah. Those are mistakes you make, pay for, you know, uh, I remember one of the important lessons I learned years and years ago. I can't remember who told the story. I think it was in one of Tom Peters books, but I think it was repeated, but, uh, it was, uh, IBM, it was under IBM. And if I recall rightly, it might've been HP. IBM or HP. Anyway, one of their vice presidents loses like 11 or $20 million on some, whatever they decide to do. Mm-hmm. And they lose like, you know, just this gads of amount of money. And so the vice president comes in the CEO's office and says, I think it was under Watson, um, comes in the CEO's office and tenders his resignation. He says, you know, I just lost you know, all this money. Clearly I failed. <laughs> I suck. I suck. I'm, I'm resigning. And and the CEO says to him famously, he says, no, man, we just spent $11 million teaching you something. Right. We're not going to let you go. You're we an just investment. spent $11, $11 million teaching you a lesson. Right. 
And, oh my god! You know, and that's and to me, and employees, employees that stuck with me the longest were my were my best employees, mm-hmm. um, and my favorite employees because they the the knowledge that they had about me, my my company, my culture, my environment mm-hmm. was was almost priceless. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is. And I bet I'm bet, you know, you um, were able it not only did they do their job well, but it kind of made your job a lot easier, I bet. Um, So, so, you know, why, why would you, you know, why would you want to make them unhappy? And I think that's, like I said, part of the problem is we're not listening to the employees. And, And that's one of the things I tell people is I'm like, you know, if you, if your employees aren't telling you what a great leader you are, like if they're not the ones um, providing recommendations for you on LinkedIn, um, you're probably doing something wrong. You know, like something, something's not right there. Um, they may be lying to you. They may be saying you're great. Um, but the, you will really see it come out if, if they, you know, are providing recommendations for you and um, you know, that, that type of thing. Um, so it's, it's it's obvious, but for whatever reason, people at the top aren't paying attention to that. And so and so I tell them, you know, well, how about this? You know, so I I had zero percent turnover while I was there. So I did my employees. Wow. They didn't leave. And um, which was great because we were able to, you know, function and innovate and, you know, continue to evolve. But um, they. um they, you know, they knew what they were supposed to do. And so the. um when the new boss came in and suddenly, you know, there was this, you know, everything's changing directions and that kind of thing. Um, they were caught kind of almost caught in the middle because they knew that, Oh, um, Lisa's been targeted. Um, you know, we love Lisa, but we need our jobs because we're like, you know, the sole provider or something like that. So, um, so it put them in a weird position too. And, and, It was just a really bad feeling to to have to go through that and, and deal with all of that. Um, so so I'm, I'm rambling. I had a point there, but it kind of escaped me. Oh, it, so, it makes sense. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the tools that you have on your website. I noticed mm-hmm. you have a masterclass series that you mm-hmm. uh, you take a market here on the website. Talk to us a little mm-hmm. bit about that and how that works. Yeah. So um, it's. You know, I'm I'm the sole employee, so um, and I suck as a boss apparently because I'm just not meeting my deadlines with my course development. But um, I've created three e-learning courses so far, working on an, an instructor-led course. But they're basically um, about bullying, and um, the second course specifically um, uses a technique that um, that I discovered when doing my research, there's a gentleman out there, his name is John Linhart. He's got a, um, a methodology that he uses that literally shuts bullying down. I mean, oh. it, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of bizarre. It's almost like it uses, you know, um, almost reverse psychology on the bully. So they end up, um, you know, basically beating themselves up so that, that uh, <laughs> you don't have to. Um, but that was, that's what the second course is on. And then, you know, the third part of that series is about leaders, you know, what we should be looking for, the characteristics, the traits we should be looking for, what we should be measuring. Um, we should be looking at turnover. Um, that's where I was going with that original thing. Turnover. turnover. <laughs> zero, I had 0% turnover. Do you know how much money that saves? Oh, um, yeah. It's a third of your payroll is 
put towards turnover. And so, mm-hmm. and even in the most recent studies, um, Gartner even, or Gallup rather, quotes that across the globe, we spent like $8.1 trillion in just the cost of turnover last year. And so that's kind of a big deal. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so that's kind of how I present it to, you know, CEOs is like, you know, do you want to save a third of your payroll? Like I can save you third of your payroll. Um, but you got to get rid of, you know, Skippy over here. Who's your, you know, <laughs> your, your key butt kisser um, and, and go with a different kind of persona for that role. There you go. So you've got uh, reducing workplace bullying as a module, how mm-hmm. to fight back against workplace bullies, mm-hmm. uh, transforming your business by putting more women in charge. Yeah. Um, good, good, good stuff there. And, uh, and people can order those off your website, get to know mm-hmm. them better. Uh, yep. You've appeared in a lot of media. Uh, how do you work with companies when, when companies want to reach out to you? What sort of companies do you work with? Big, medium, uh, small, um, what, what kind of companies are, are, are companies you can help the most? <clears throat> well, I mean, what I would like to work with and what I'm working with currently are two di- very different things. Um, you know, like I said, I'm in my, in my first year, um, and still putting my curriculum together. But, um, and so up to this point, I've been giving my courses away for free, mm. um, just to kind of, you know, help people currently in the situation that I was in. Um, but ideally I would love to be able to meet with, you know, CEOs of the big, you know, big companies where it's going to make a difference. Because if you think about it, um, we're talking about leaders here. Um, if you have the right people leaders in place, their influence on the rest of the workforce is just um, unparalleled. And so why wouldn't you want to put the right people leaders in place? Because it not only increases employee engagement, but it also increases their productivity, which is money in your pocket. So, you know, I mean, who wouldn't want to do this? But it is it is a paradigm shift from what we're currently doing in corporate right now. Um, like I said, which is just basically, you know, picking picking the guy that can, you know, work a room or, you know, has the biggest sales or that kind of thing. So, yeah. Or the best looking guy, which I never yeah. get back for. So <laughs> that, you didn't, you didn't have to agree with that. that oh, oh, sorry. I meant, yeah, that's a shame. I think you're bullying me now. I'm just kidding. These are just <laughs> jokes. We do the comedy here. Infotainment. So, uh, you, you, you bring up a good point where, um, I, you know, I, I see leadership almost kind of like becoming a lost art lately. Yeah. And, um, and I think COVID really exposed some of the bad leaders and bad companies out there. You know, the great resignation yeah. really spoke to it in saying, Hey man, we're mm-hmm. tired of being treated this way. We're tired of being intimidated on the job. Yeah. We're tired of being held hostage by mm-hmm. paychecks. And, and, yeah. and people started, you know, I, I mean, I sat down with that with COVID. I'm like, you know, maybe I should do a life perspective and a nice little break here and go, What's important to me in life? And it realigned my values a lot. I realized how important my family was. Um, you know, I mean, I, I hated them before, but now I like them. No, I'm they're just okay kidding. now. They're okay now. I mean, I hate them sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. I love my family. You know, I, it, it came down with COVID. It came down to this thing where I, and I, I think a lot of people went through, it came to this thing where I'm like, hey, all this stuff doesn't matter. My family matters. The people mm-hmm. I love that are close yep. to me that matters because they can be taken from me in a second mm-hmm. by this, by this crazy uh, thing that's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my mother is older. I mean, uh, I was just reading that 
I think like 90% of the people who died from COVID were 65 and above. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I really like my mom. I like to keep her around. Yeah. Was, this thing where I like her, she doesn't like me, of course. But, uh, have you seen That's me lately? Okay. You know where um, she lives. No, she's, she's wonderful. Um, but, uh, uh, I think that was when I was young. She didn't like me or something. I don't know. But, but we were horrible kids. So that was that. But, uh, no, and, and I think everyone went through that. You know, I've always, I've been running my company since I was 35, but I think most employees went through a, a soul search, like I, uh, like I talked about there, where they went, what am I doing with my life? I'm working yeah. for a horrible boss, treats mm-hmm. me horribly. Maybe there's some bullying and intimidation yeah. that goes on. Mm-hmm. You know, I've experienced that at different places that I worked when I was young, um, where it was, it was, you know, there was bullying and intimidation and sabotage. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had that manager that doesn't like you. I think I wrote about in my book, um, who doesn't like you and, and does everything to, to, to try and uh, sabotage you. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really sad and it's really destructive. And it's really sad that someone isn't overseeing them going, Hey man, what are you doing with our assets? We know what our yeah. assets are and why that can make a difference. Um, yeah. And so you're, you're going to design more courses. Is that what you're going to do on your website and, and yeah. get, get more of this stuff out there so that people can dive into it? Yeah. So um, right now, like I said, the content that's out there is, is e-learning. So it, you know, self-paced, they can find it online. Um, but the, the goal um, actually right now, I'm putting together an instructor led course so that we can go um, maybe not on site. We might still be virtual, but um, you know, go into um, companies live and, and kind of bring the program to them um, because, and, and that's ironic too, that um, you know, talking about the great resignation. I'm not sure if you've noticed, but a huge population of people that have suddenly um, decided they no longer want to stand for, you know, the bullying that they've been receiving is, is our teachers, our educators. I don't know if you've seen that, but that's like, I consult with a lot of educators that are trying to transition into corporate um, because they're just tired of getting abused. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did, you know, did like what you said, they kind of reevaluated their lives and they're like, I'm, I'm not going to stand for this anymore. So, yeah. So that's also part of the consulting that I do is, is helping people who are trying to transition into the corporate world. Um, cause obviously for teachers, um, learning and development on the corporate side is where they tend to want to go. So, um, yeah, it's a phenomenon and I just don't, I don't get that whole mentality, but I think because they've been able to get away with it. Exactly. They've been able to get away with it. They, mm-hmm. they're kind of was, you know, we, we went for a good 30, 40 years where unions were in decline. The power mm-hmm. of the employee was in decline. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the power of, you know, big corporations were like, we'll do whatever we want. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, like you said, a lot of abuse took place and a lot of bad leadership took place. I mean, it, it really is interesting to me. I don't know if it got lost in the millennials or the, I don't know, I don't know about the Gen Zers or have an argument with somebody today over that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, somewhere, somewhere along the lines, I mean, customer service is one of those other things that got lost. I grew up in the age mm-hmm. of Tom Peters and in search of excellence and I'm, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, it's a big deal for me, but mm-hmm. it seems like that got lost and, you know, and that's probably in bad, also bad leadership as well. So people don't realize not only how bad they're losing with employees, how bad they're losing with customers as well. Yep. Uh, exactly. So there's, there's a, probably a whole new course 
series for you there. Right. Um, yeah. Well, and a lot of my transitioning teachers are going into customer service for that reason. You know. You know. <laughs> you know. It's funny. I uh, I saw a TikTok uh, person who went viral, and it was a teacher quitting to go to work for Amazon. Yeah. as a manager and they could make so much more money yeah. and they love, you know, my mom was a teacher for 20 years. My sister was a teacher. Mm-hmm. They, we really should revere teachers more as right. the value that they deliver. Yeah. Um, and even then I, I watched the transition with her and she's been retired for maybe 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, probably 25 years she's been retired. Um, but she was a teacher for 20 years and she would call me up and, you know, we talk like uh, sons and daughters do or sons and moms do. Um, and, uh, it's, <laughs> I'm still getting back from, uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, it's still, it's still on the pie back of the thing. Um, so, um, uh, we would talk and she taught, tell me about how, more and more these helicopter parents were coming in and she goes, Chris, there used to be years when I was a teacher and I would, you know, I, we'd sit down with parents and go, Hey, you know, Billy's struggling and Billy isn't paying attention. And here's, here's some stuff that you can do. And they'd be like, okay, sure. And then it became this blame game where it's like, suddenly I became the parent of these, these kids where the teachers would come in and anything that was wrong with the children. And we were trying to help the children out by involving the parent was our fault. Well, maybe you're just not mm-hmm. teaching them right. Yep. Yeah. You know? Well, maybe you're doing this. And she was considering leaving the business. I think she retired early because of it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But this was like 25 years ago. Okay. Right. You know, we've seen what a fallout has gone out, especially from COVID, some of the attacks yes. of teachers over mask wearing and stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I can imagine there's a lot of people transitioning into that. You know, one of the targets I'm sure you, you've worked with or will be working with in the future is entrepreneurs. There's a mm-hmm. lot of people that are leaving companies and going yeah. to be entrepreneurs. Yep. You know, the, the big joke about Twitter right now and the mass exodus there um, is that uh, this is where the big boom comes out of is during recessions mm-hmm. like this and big layoffs like this, where yeah. these brilliant people that are engineers that have mm-hmm. 10 years at Twitter or 10 years at a company like you did, mm-hmm. they're leaving, going, starting their own companies. And they yep. got some pretty darn good ideas because they worked at companies for 10 years and they know, right. you know, what the good the ideas are. So they're the ones hitting out mm-hmm. the, uh, the, uh, venture capitals funds. So yeah. this is really important. You know, you talk about on your website about culture, about creating mm-hmm. culture of employees who are innovative, collaborative, and motivated to do their best work. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. touch on that. Cause I, I learned a long time ago culture is the most, one of the most important things in the environment you, you set the tone in your, in your company. Yeah. And, and ironically, it starts at the top. Um, And so if you've got, you know, um, a culture of toxicity, there's somebody at the top that's kind of allowing that to happen. (laughs) So that's, that's clue number one. Um, But it does. and, And it matters so much. And especially, like I said, nowadays where people can just up and leave, you know, at the drop of a hat. Um, It, and that comes that, that, is where leaders become even more important because they're the ones who can salvage um, their employees from leaving. Um, employees are, um, quite frankly, they're more leaving leaders than they are leaving jobs. Um, if they like their leader, they'll stay. Um, so, so yeah. So the course, so the company culture is is critical here, and. And ironically, um, you know, at least in my situation and what I've heard from other people who were bullied at work, HR isn't really your friend in that 
scenario. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of a mixed message because of course, you know, HR would be probably good customers of mine, but they probably don't like the message I'm sending. So, yeah, so it's kind of a catch 22. You, you know, you bring up a, you bring up a good point. I actually see that. I'm laughing because I actually see that a lot on TikTok. There's a bunch of HR people and some of it flows over into LinkedIn. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of HR, uh, like consultants or something. Uh, and, and they always, they always, they make a lot of these videos. If you go search them, uh, uh the HR is not your friend. <laughs> No, they're really not. It's and it's so ironic because it's like they I found out personally they'll choose the person with the bigger title over mm-hmm. the person with the tenure. Um so yeah, yeah that's what happened. It's really life. crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had one time I'll tell the story, I don't know if it's interesting or not, but it's it's an example of of um where bad leaders can can do a to th- a thing. I I'd I'd originally gotten kicked over or promoted over three to four levels of management to run a facility management company for a facility for Cincinnati bell. And it pissed off a lot of people who'd worked there for years, but I, you know, they, I come in, they'd had horrible managers. They'd had the popular high school managers. And so they put me up with number three in the facility and, uh, I was working hard doing stuff. And, uh, uh, one day my regular boss who'd promoted me and hired me, he took like two weeks off for vacation. And so this new gal who come in, they'd, they'd brought her in from the outside and, uh, she one day sits me down and says, Hey man, we're writing you up, giving you three days suspension. I'm like, what for? She goes, uh, you know, one of the employees said you go into this certain executive bathroom that I never went into and you're, you're doing cocaine in there. (laughs) Well, you stop doing cocaine now at work, right? I mean, well, you know, I'm like, have you seen my salary? (laughs) Like I can't afford cocaine. <laughs> like I don't, I don't make shit here. I mean, I was like a twenty-year-old kid. Like, Facts don't go. Like, I can't even afford cocaine. Like that would be the last drug I'd be doing. Like <laughs> you know, like how would you know? This was in since the nineties when cocaine was. I don't know what cocaine was back then, but it was probably a lot. And I said, I said, well, who made this accusation? Well, I can't tell you. It was clearly one of these people I'd been, I'd hopped over management with, and, and they were yeah. pissed at me. Um, but you know, after you see the match, so I was, I was pissed. So I was like, what do you do now? And they literally, there was no give. It was just like, you get a three day suspension. Yeah. Wow. What someone said. Wow. No proof. Yeah. So so that night I go to a drug clinic, I get a drug (laughs) test, right? Right. Yeah. Nothing on it. The next day I call up, uh, this guy won't talk to me. So I go to the manager above her. And I'm trying to contact him and I can't get through to him. Uh, and so I go to the manager above him because I'm pissed. This is a three day suspension, no pay. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I, I end up talking to the, like, what is it? Two levels up. And she says, okay, well, we'll look into it. So she, she says, you know, I'm sorry this happened. You know, clearly you're not taking cocaine. It's the most <laughs> dumbest thing ever. Um, right, right. And so, um, uh, <laughs> They kicked it down to uh, they kicked it down to the manager below me, below her. They didn't have time, so we're up. We're mm-hmm. down to next level above the manager. Who wrote Your me manager, mm-hmm. and uh, he uh, doesn't. They don't fix it at all. They don't do anything at all. He actually writes mm-hmm. me up for going above him. Oh wow, yeah. that's classic! Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, are you? Are you 
Are you freaking kidding me? Right? It was just it was just the management of fools. I, I think I lasted yes. about a year there and then left. But I trained over eight hundred people. I was there. Wow. Um, this facility had sixteen hundred people in any given time in it. Um, and, uh, it was just crazy, but that's an example of how you lose great employees Mm -hmm. over just stupid stuff, bullying. And then why would you write someone up for going above your, I mean, it was just, that's how politically stupid this company was. Well, speaking of write-ups, um, one of my write-ups, because, you know, you have to, you know, give people the verbal warning and then the written warning before you constructively dismiss them. Um, cause we're trying to, you know, chase them out, um, before we we have to fire them. Um, one of the things I was written up for was um, my emails. Apparently, I didn't know how to write emails anymore. Um, and um, and I was using emojis. I'm not not supposed to use emojis in emails. Um, so oh. yeah, I mean it was it was just the it was an alternate reality. But that's part of the bullying, the sabotage is you know that's gaslighting. I mean I didn't even know what gaslighting was before that, and I was like, oh yeah, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> so, I had to yeah. learn what gaslighting was the hard way too. Right? <laughs> like who wants to learn that lesson? But yeah, so now I know what it is, and that's apparently. You know, there's an alternate reality that they can create. Um, and, you know, yeah. we had we had one of the doctors from GMA3 on. I forget her name, and she wrote a, a great book during COVID. But she was communicating. She had, like, one of those direct lines to Dr. Fauci during the COVID thing. And uh, so we asked for fun during the show. We're like, does he use emojis? Because, you know, he's kind of, like, 80 years old and, right. you know, like, the hip. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, my mom uses emoji. I, I can't. I'm just like, I don't know. Smiley face. That's all I got. <laughs> I don't understand. If you write to me emojis, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. But uh, I'm old. You're uh, old. I believe it's just the way I am. I'm just putting me out okay. of pasture. I'm the guy who sits on the lawn and screams at kids all day. <laughs> get off my lawn. Um, get off my emoji lawn. Um, the ball's but, mine now. But even him, at almost 80 years old, uses emojis on his communications. So really? whoever told you that you can't use emojis yeah. on your email, screw those people. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. What are some ways people can get in touch with you, work with you, uh, get to know you better, uh, yeah. find out about hiring you for consulting gigs or, or yeah. using your uh, different uh, your different uh, schooling products that you're putting up mm-hmm. there to educate people? What are some yeah. ways people can do that? I think um, probably the the easiest way is to find me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm I'm there frequently, um, and you know, then of course my website, which we already gave the address. But um, either of those two um, is the best way to find me because I have gotten um, a lot of um, uh, of clients through LinkedIn um, this year, and um, you know, I think it's sad that there's people needing this kind of help. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm glad that I can at least offer something to, to help, you know, help with that battle. But, um, there's a lot of people in this space doing that kind of work as well. And they're even, um, looking at passing legislation, there's being, there's legislation being proposed, um, against specifically against workplace bullying. And so this goes, this isn't the sexual harassment stuff because we know that's already illegal, but they're trying to tap on, you know, this bullying thing um, into, into that as well. So that's how big of a deal it is, sadly. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Well, LinkedIn is such a great place. I mean, we do so well over there and we have for years. I mean, we've got yeah. 130,000 group I built from zero over there. Uh, it, it would probably be much larger if it hadn't been for Microsoft buying <laughs> it and ruining it. Uh, they they kind of ruined groups for about two or three years. But yeah. uh 
Um, it's it's such a great place. If you can get yeah. the get get a newsletter going over there, yeah, the LinkedIn newsletter. That thing mm-hmm. is like freaking huge. Ours just keeps growing and growing. Uh, and uh, there's this social chat that's over there now. Mm-hmm. We've been trying to get that going. In fact, I need to make a note to go try and make that work better. Um, you kind of have to yeah. schedule things like way far ahead in the uh, the time and try and get those people that that like it. Um, yeah. The LinkedIn is just such a great place, and I think yeah. uh, I think. You know, I've been spending more time over there since Twitter's mm-hmm. kind of looks like it's definitely hitting the wall. Yeah. Um, or becoming more toxic than it used to be. Evidently, right. the Chinese, Chinese just flooded it with a bunch of crap. But uh, yeah. LinkedIn is such a great place to put stuff. Yes. Um, you, you know, there's even, we've had people on the show that have done the courses on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. You know, those mm-hmm. LinkedIn yeah. approved those people are making a killing. Yeah. I mean, you know, especially the people who create LinkedIn courses, you know, so it's mm-hmm. like they're just suddenly, you know, millionaires, um, you know, whereas last year they were, you know, jobless. Yeah. Um, it's it's very lucrative. And, and LinkedIn of 2022 is so different from what it used to be um, that I think that's kind of the common um, message that I've been hearing across the board this whole year. Cause I, I say, I did the same thing. I mean, I joined LinkedIn in 2008, um, never really went there other than, you know, when it was, you know, time to, you know, find a job or something. I don't know. I didn't go there very often. Um, but this year, you know, I kind of had to go there cause I was trying to find, you know, resources for the bullying thing. Um, and it's, and everyone has said the same thing. It's like, it's so different. It's so much different now. And there's some really good people on there too. I mean, some of my closest friends are now, uh, you know, my virtual friends, but, um, mm-hmm. but they have, you know, it's like, there's still some bad people on there. Of course they're, they're everywhere, but there, it seems to me of the social media platforms, this is the one that has the most kindest people, <laughs> the most kind people. Um, they're just, they're congregated there and there's a lot of people wanting to help other people and, and a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, doing kind of like what you said, it's like, I'm, you know, what's important to me now. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not working at this, you know, conglomerate. So, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot different. So um, I've been really enjoying it. Yeah. It's really the place. I mean, it's, it's a, uh, you know, it, the other thing too is like Facebook has gotten really out of control of of suspending people and uh it's kind of like what twitter did when it first started it suspended so many people it lost its trust thing mm-hmm. i used to advise oh who was it um uh wilson uh ted wilson uh fred wilson fred wilson on it in the other days I actually caused some fights between the three of them uh ed or uh what's what's his biz stone what a name and uh <laughs> Mr. Zucchini Sucker, uh, what was his name? Zucchini uh, Drink. What was it? Cucumber thing. Mr. Uh, Jack. I caused a couple <laughs> fights, evidently, in the boardroom uh, with some of the things I was feeding to. Uh, oh, wow. Thing. But I was, I was telling him, you know, you're going to lose the trust of people, and Facebook's yeah. going to win. Guess what? Mm-hmm. I was right. Right. And yeah. Facebook's kind of doing that same thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I got suspended for a joke I did where I said in October I was going to dress up as – Jeffrey Dahmer and everyone's doing Jeffrey Dahmer jokes because that Netflix show. Yeah. 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 And I said, I was going to hand out little gingerbread human men or beings or something, you know, <laughs> that was a joke. Probably, yeah. I mean, no, but not like, not like I was going to really do it. I got suspended for that so, <laughs> because it, you can't tell jokes about serial killers. Meanwhile, I see all over Facebook, you know, people doing memes about the Jeffrey Dahmer show and, you yeah. know, 
stuff and 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 i'm like really and you go on any other platform but their their thing a friend of mine got suspended the other day for saying happy birthday to somebody for some reason their algorithm tripped that that up so that's a heinous oh, that's crime crazy. Now too. so yeah i you know the linkedin is so professional it's such a great place yeah. to be and i think that's why people have to be professional over there they can't be like all yeah. like you can't show up in your underwear and socks and robe yeah. and coffee you got to be professional because right. you know <laughs> Employees, employees look on it, but what a lot of people don't realize, a lot of people, employees look on other stuff. So let's stomp yeah. out bullying, intimidation. And, you right. know, it, it's, it's one of those things where if you lead people, if you take them mm-hmm. on a journey, if you mm-hmm. inspire them, you motivate yeah. them, you, you get mm-hmm. to their hearts and minds. And that's mm-hmm. what a lot of our great leaders do and did. Yes. You know, yes. They, they got into our hearts and minds and they, you know, mm-hmm. people, people, you can try and whip people and drive them and, and, and go, go there or else. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, some people will go there, you know, and go, well, okay, I'll put up with this because I need a paycheck. Right. But a lot of the great people, especially ones that know their value or have value, be like, yeah, mm-hmm. go someplace else. Yeah. And exactly. they're looking, you know, a lot of people are looking for great leaders. This is what I learned mm-hmm. in building communities and doing yes. stuff all my life. People yep. are looking for great leadership. They really are. And my, and my banner on LinkedIn, I even have a a little quote on my banner that says, um, you know, something about inspiring the best in others. You know, I mean, great leaders inspire the best in others. And, and it's, that's really what it's all about. It kind of is what it boils down to. So yeah, it's definitely, um, we, we definitely need to improve in that area for sure. Most definitely. I mean, the, the inspiring others, getting others, you know, to me, there's a, you can, you know, what's an old saying that people use? I see this on your website, inspire greatness in others. You'll never be disappointed. Um, the, you know, you, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You know, you can mm-hmm. try, you know, you're going to drink water or else. Yeah. Um, but if, when you inspire the hearts and minds of people, you get the best out of them. It's kind of, kind of really the difference between even like when you see political uh, genres of capitalism mm-hmm. or uh, mm-hmm. or and freedom uh, versus uh, communism or socialism mm-hmm. yes you know, exactly. inspiring the best minds to be free to, to yeah. do and that's where you bring out the best human achievement mm-hmm. and experience so Absolutely. anyway this has been fun and wonderful Lisa, yes. to have you on the show brilliant Thank discussion you. very insightful Thank you. I've enjoyed it myself as well. So I appreciate um, you taking the time to to hear me out. Um, there's still hope for us, but uh, we'll get there. <laughs> well, with your help, we'll we'll definitely make it. And uh, maybe we should uh, create a campaign. No more bad leaders. That's a right. hashtag or yeah. something. I don't know. Yeah, leadership <laughs> yeah. reform. That's what I've been calling it. Leadership yeah. reform. We need reform. There you go. Leadership that's, reform. Yeah, huh. that's there you go. Phrase. And 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 I think a lot more people and CEOs need to listen to this, and corporations yeah. and boards need to listen to this because there's a lot of them running around going, oh, "Why is there a great resignation? I thought yeah. they liked us. We're paying them good. No, paying that's them. not as important anymore. Yeah, yeah it's it really it's isn't. more than that. It's gotta it's you gotta lead by heart. And you yeah. you bring up a good point. People follow leaders. Anyway, mm-hmm. give us your dot com one more time so people can yeah. find you on the interwebs. Sure, leadershipreno.com. There you go. Thanks for coming on the show, Lisa. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. I appreciate it. And thanks to our amazing audience. Have I told you guys you're amazing lately? 
Uh, that's every show. I tell you, you guys are amazing. We we definitely value uh, you every day and all the stuff you do. Thanks for all the calls and different messages you send in the show. Somebody did that the over the uh, the over the weekend and just touched my heart with the. They actually called the show. It was really funny. I'm thinking about putting a one eight hundred number up. Let me a message. And let me know if I should put up a one eight hundred number where you can call and leave messages on the show. Mainly because I'm a narcissist and I need people to feed my ego and tell me how great I am. So there's always that. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Uh, be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time.